What's going on, everybody? This is James Grandmaster Facts Voice, and this is the Facts Project. Today, I have a special guest. Tyler Martin, Godhood Comics, creator of Sharpshooter, Mega Woman, Galactic Patrol Delta, and the newest that we basically saw at the end of 2020, The Antagonist. Thank you, sir, for being here. Hey, man. My pleasure. I have been wanting to be here for a long time. Hey, um, I appreciate you just vibe with me through the technical difficulties, and I apologize. <laughs> well, I feel like at this point, I feel like that's my fault, man. It never happened before. I feel like I'm bringing some antagonistic energy over here. Hey, man, hey, hey, that, that's a good thing, <laughs> by the way. All right, so, so uh, when, when did Godhood create its, uh, Godhood Comics start? Uh, so it's kind of like, judging the first date versus the first time you, you know. Uh, so, uh, it originally started in 2014 when I really started to uh, create these characters, get them drawn up. I had the logo and started, you know, being very active on uh, Facebook and connecting with other creators. But the, uh, we really got it uh, copywritten and legalized in uh, 2017. So, 2017 is the actual formation of the company. But I started working on it back in 2014. Ah, cool. Yeah. Now, now, pretty much like uh, when, when you started right out the gate, you know, you had a, a boatload of characters. We weren't necessarily in the same type of space where we are now, where the pandemic happened and a lot of us were pretty much uh, sheltering in place and putting out a lot of indie comics through social media and everything. So pretty much the, the introduction to you was more so the cons than anything. Yeah, man, I have to be honest. We, we, we've always been um, recognizable without the, within the in the community, but uh, the pandemic for me, for Godhood, was, for so many other creators in general, was just a godsend. And I don't want to be, you know, I, I, we lost a lot of people, but um, just that time to sit down, think, and create was essential to how far I've come today. Our growth and our, our growth and analytics on social media, it, it, the, the the pandemic and me losing my job and me deciding to quit another one and do this full time, bro. Yeah, for 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 the for us, the pandemic was the birth, the real birth of God of Comics. Mm. Now, um, when when you look at it in the scale of basically how last year went, you dropped into antagonist. Actually, you dropped you dropped two projects in twenty twenty. Because didn't you drop Sharpshooter around uh, March? Yes. And then we got Antagonist around 2020. Uh, yes. At the end of 2020, I say December. Yeah, that's a personal goal because we're coming from maybe uh, Mega Woman took four years to get done. Mega Woman two took two years. So just be, just learning the, the just learning everything that comes with creating a comic book, right? And uh, so for us to for me had to have dropped two books, to have two books in development one year, you know, very long apart, and then go to having three books in production within two months, it's big. Damn, yeah. Because necessarily you wouldn't even recognize, I mean, other than yourself, I'd say probably Lonzo at Concrete, you guys have had the ability to put out multiple projects within the same calendar year. Yeah, yeah, but man, you know, I, there, there's guys out there that, that I'm trying to get to that level, but they, they are just pumping out stuff. Right. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how they're doing it, um, but I think once you get all your ducks in a row and there's an outline, and I'm really bad at scheduling schedules and, and, and all this professional shit, you know what I mean? And uh -huh. so I 
once you can access that and get that, and you can have these multiple, pro pro multiple projects in production in a row. So uh, I'm looking at, well, we'll get into it, but I'm looking at, I'm looking at at least five projects 2021, at least. Okay. Now, now, um, when you decided on putting out um, the antagonist, and I'm going to say this basically from the beginning of the summer, I believe we got the first couple of images that were put out for mm -hmm. the the story behind the evals was intriguing to everybody mm -hmm. because not necessarily okay. We've seen the anti-hero story before. The evils, the evils. Uh, did I say that wrong? Damn, I said the evals. I got to figure out a way how to make people because it is like an evaluation eval, right. but it's. I'm, I'm saying the evals like it's a Tyler Perry show from Louisiana <laughs> and shit. You know the evals from Baton Rouge. No, <laughs> but I'd say I'd say as far as like what we saw on the screen for the first time, when we saw that first little bit of image, for one, you saw an entire, uh, um, you saw a, a black family, although anti-heroes, um, who had pretty much ran the gauntlet. Um, now their code names were uh, Destructus and Ultima. Yes, sir. Okay. And uh, when we begin this comic, it's pretty much uh, the after effects of them actually taking over and then sheltering in place, kind of like getting away because they they pretty much reached their peak. They tore up and taken uh, taken over the city, and they get away for a while. So I remember. Oh, they, they were um, very close to taking over. Right. Okay. Very close, and it, it's 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 metaphorical with a lot of young couples that fall in love. Right. Mm -hmm. They're ready to take over the world. They want to buy a house. They want to do this. They want to do that. They want to travel. Have all these plans, but then boom, babies come into play. So plans have to be put on hold. Right. Yeah. So that's the that's the. Uh, Exclusive, there. Mm -hmm. Now, now, from what I what I read, and I, I I saw an amazing article in Bleeding Cool uh, News. Uh, Hannibal Taboo basically wrote it. Uh, wrote, wrote wrote the quote for you. Basically, is the Incredibles meets Boys meets Ozark. Yes. Why why the connotation between those three great great storylines? Okay, so uh, the Ozark uh, Ozark because of the uh, criminal family element. Right, the uh, the secrets, the criminal, the criminal secrets that um, have to, they, they're just tearing them apart, tearing the family apart. Right, that's why those are. It's the boys because this is godhood. It's so bloody, it's so brutal that it's this is godhood. We had to create a separate imprint. Right, I had to create Godhood Blackout for this comic book because there was no way I wanted to release it under our original Godhood comics because we got a lot of family oriented comic books. So it's a very graphic comic book. It takes those real superhero physics into play, just like the boys does. Um, and then uh, the Incredibles, because of the superhero, uh, the superhero nostalgic kind of uh, stereotypical comic book. Gotcha. Now, now, um, necessarily in this storyline, the the Evils are basically in hiding, living, mm -hmm. uh, living amongst everybody, going through the the everyday struggles of a, a normal black family living in. Uh, Metropolitan Detroit. Yes. Now, um, until they've seen that the government has basically taken a rise to a new team. And this team is the Americans? So the Americans have actually been around for a very long time. The Americans have been around, whew, man, 
the Americans were around when uh, Destructors and Ultima first uh, first started their villainy. Now there was only the American and um, uh, 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 Liberty Lady, but the team grew over time. Gotcha. The Americans are were the answer to Destructors and Ultima. Just the growing team. Now, now, necessarily, what basically brings them out of hiding is it, is it because the government's been looking for them for so long, and then, and then all of a sudden, I guess, uh, cracks are starting to get brought forth as far as like uh, their their process in hiding. Yeah, so it, it's, I need to note that it's just not the um, this is just it's just not America um, that's looking for them. It's several world governments, several organizations, several of. Um, of, of, of justice factions are looking for them, so it's kind of a a, a temporary um, neutrality because the common goal is to find destructors and ultimate. And when you have that much firepower looking for you, anything you do, um, anything you do, the smallest thing is going to attract attention. But um, there's something that happens in issue one where it's not such a small, uh, so it's not such a small action. So it's going to garner the attention. Of people who've been waiting 20 years for something like this. They've waited 20 years for something like this, so they're all on it, right? And so, uh, Destructors and Ultimate, they, the kids don't know, that the kids know nothing about their parents being supervillains at all. They just know we are special. We all have superpowers. But we are taught that we, o- we only use our powers in the house. That is it, right? So, um, yeah, so if something happens and it's all downhill. Now, uh, if you could introduce us to the Evans, starting with uh, with Calvin. Yeah, so uh, the the patriarch is Calvin Evel, Cal Doctor Calvin Evel. Um, uh, which, what, which the reason why I love the first two three issues because you have an entire you have almost a thirty year history, right, from when Tanya and Calvin first meet to them getting superpowers, all the way up until when the government uh, hunts them down. Uh, but yeah, Calvin is a very uh, calculated, cool, very smart, incredibly smart, uh, strategic tech- tactician. Um, he was the son of a Marine and a teacher, right? right? So he is comp- he's very strict. Uh, he's a principal of his daughter's high school. So there's that leadership. There's that uh, disciplinarian. Um, he's my favorite character. He is my favorite character, bro. Um, just because of who he is. And I'm trying to see what I can say. Uh, I don't want to spoil much, but Calvin is um, the greater good by any means necessary. Mm. Right? Even if the whole concept of the antagonist is even if we have to be the bad guys, there's some shit that needs to get done and we're going to do it even if that's what we're labeled as. So, Calvin is the leader of the family, very smart. Uh, He has... um, I compare him power-wise to Jean Grey and Professor X. Uh, completely, very powerful telepath, very powerful telekinetic. Powerful telekinetic. Then you've got uh, Tanya Ebel, the mom. Tanya is very brash, opinionated, outspoken, uh, right in your face. Uh, she's a pow- she was a powerhouse. Um, even when they were uh, when they were younger, uh, Calvin was more reserved, and she was like, "Yo, let's do this, let's do that." And um, it doesn't help that her, her power set is also very in-your-face, right? She's indestructible, and, and she's uh, uh, indestructible and vulnerable, superhuman speed, superhuman strength, uh, heat vision, which is her go-to. Um, Tanya, is, is, Tanya scares me. 
Tanya is very, very scary. And um, it, you, you'll see the dynamic between her and Calvin. It's very, very important. Um, they, they are a balance. They've been a balance since they met. They balance each other out. It's very, what we'll see, it's very dangerous one without the other. And we'll, we'll start to see that as, as things take place. Um, what, what's really saving everybody is their bond, right? But once these, these, uh, these things start to shift, uh, I'm very afraid to, as, even as a creative writer, I'm very afraid to see the characters, what happens to them if Tanya and Calvin ever split up or, or go their separate ways or whatever the case may be. Um, Tanya is very, very brutal, uh, very brutal and very bloodthirsty. Mm, yes. yes, but also loving in uh, motherhood. We, I'm, I keep going back to she's a she wolf. She is very loving, very protective, um, and, and very ferocious. You mess with her children, you are going to die. That's just, just that's a fact. Um, now, even in line with the uh, with Calvin and Tanya, the kids are also born with powers as well. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, and and we don't we issue two. We immediately show how they got how Tony and Calvin got their powers. It's not a it's not a long drawn out secret. Uh, that's what I was saying about the Incredibles. Just real to the point in your face. Um, we, we'll see how they got their powers. Um, and then there's the first firstborn son, Traylon Evel. Uh, you'll see how he came into play and how he was the reason of the couple's retirement from villainy. Um, uh, Traylon is very much is the opposite of his mom. And the opposite of his dad, he does he doesn't want any part in anything, right? He 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 likes to chill. He wants to be by himself. He doesn't want to be in any drama. Um, he Trey is probably the most powerful of the family, in my opinion. And uh, his superpower is uh, uh, regenerative healing, on par with Wolverine and Deadpool. So he can grow back limbs and things like that. Um, the the best part about it, he doesn't know. He doesn't know the extent of his power. Because he's never had his head chopped off, he's never been shot. You know why would he be? Why why would he have been shot? You know what I mean? Um, so none of the family know the extent of his power. Uh, Trey is a fighter. He loves sports. He loves MMA. Uh, he's been fighting MMA for since he was about ten years old until his power started to kick in. And obviously, mom and dad say no more fighting, no more fighting. Because if you can take a punch and your nose is broken and everybody sees it, it's healing next. We're done. So, uh, Trey doesn't like the fact that he's not been able to fight. And so Trey has been fighting secretly underground. Um, so there's, there's an issue that no one knows that, you know, so, uh, <laughs> um, then next we have Aaliyah Evel. She's the daughter. Aaliyah is very, very powerful. Uh, she's like a spoiled, she's a spoiled little brat. Uh, the Evels are a very wealthy family. Mom's a real estate agent. Tanya's a real estate agent at a luxury, uh, luxury uh, real estate firm, and Calvin Evel's prestige prince, uh, prestigious principal. So the family, this is a this is a very uh, wealthy black family. Yeah, they totally legit. Yeah, yeah. You, I can't wait to show you guys the house. The house. I mean, this is a this is a in this in this book. The book is all about perception, but in this book, we wanted to show a wholesome black family. There is no separation. There is no no broken homes or anything like this. this is an open, strong, strong, independent family. Um, so Aaliyah is very spoiled. She loves spending money. She loves going shopping. Uh, she has the middle child syndrome, always crying, always blaming everybody else for her problems, thinking that her parents don't show her enough attention. Uh, Aaliyah has, so her power set got a lot of questions online. I want to ex explain her power set, right? So Aaliyah can walk through solid, gaseous, or liquid matter, right? So she can walk through walls, 
And people, a lot of people kept saying, well, how can she walk through gas? Everybody can walk through gas. And I'm thinking, well, no, you can't walk through toxic gas and come out unscathed while breathing. Right. She can't. She'll breathe and that gas will go in, but it'll pass through her lungs, right? The same where if she's drowning or gets thrown in the ocean, she can't drown unless she get, you know, she can just, she'll just phase through. She can just phase through until she can get out of it, right? Mm-hmm. And that same power concept allows her to touch somebody and get their powers for just 60 seconds. I call it the lifeguard. I call it the lifeguard ability where she's able to get someone's powers for 60 seconds. Again, she doesn't know. They don't know this. These kids, the kids have not used their powers. Right. Make that clear. They, they, these, this is not a family who's been using their powers. They don't know. They know they have abilities, but they don't know the extent of them. Okay. Uh, and then there's the youngest kid who is the most scariest uh, is Taj Devil. Taj is eight years old. He is a super genius. He's naturally smart due to Calvin's intellect. Um, but he has a, a super gene, whatever you want to call it, that his IQ is extremely high uh, to the fact that he has uh, cured cancer at the age of four. Now, obviously, mom and dad, we can't, sorry, you, know, you can't cure cancer because then we get discovered. But um, he's got a lot of gadgets, a lot of different uh, guns that uh, that no one knows about except for him. You know, he'll, he'll, he'll walk around and says he has, his favorite line is that he has a shrink ray. Nobody believes it. You know, he's always threatening his siblings, say he's going to shrink them. Nobody believes it. Um, but who knows? Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. But yeah, that's the Elvis, bro. Dang. And see, that, what's excellent about this storyline is that when it caught on, it caught on like wildfire when you started throwing the images up. Everybody had questions. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. Everybody yeah. had questions pertaining to who they were. Yes. Uh, pertaining to who the villains were, pertaining to each individual family member. And it's so far drawn out that you put this Kickstarter up for about $10,000 and it ended up doubling exactly what you yes. it did. Uh, more than double. It did 25. I was just like, and you're absolutely right, bro. I did not expect this. We've gained 7,000 followers in two months Yeah, off the campaign. And we had so many questions. Uh, whereas Mega Woman and Sharpshooter and Galactic Patrol Delta I have drawings of them when I was eight, when I was in eighth grade, when I was drawing these characters out. Right. The antagonist was created in a two-month time span. Mm-hmm. It's the Rush War. And it's for it's literally three months later, and this is where I'm on, I'm on here talking to you. I have a hoodie on. You know, it was it was a it was a it was a rush order, bro. It's the fastest project I've ever unveiled. I mean, to be honest, it's the most relatable story. Out of anything, out of anything that you've created so far, not to, not to put anything past what Mega Woman and Sharpshooter and Galactic Patrol Delta have done, but yeah. antagonist spoke to a lot of folks. It did, it did. because mainly because of the fact it's a it's it's a family story. Yes, and not only that, it's a black family story. And and you know and you know what? Um, one of the metaphor one of the metaphors of the book is black people. We've had to be the antagonists for so long. Mm-hmm. The eyes of the world. We were the villains, um, and, and that's the story of it. It's a. I think that's why people uh, connected with it. Also, is because we've all, as black people, we have all been the villain of somebody's story, right? Whether it was in a traffic stop in a store and get followed around, no matter what it was, we've always been the villain in our own stories. There's, there's we all have stories where we were the antagonist, and so. Um, and especially with uh, black women, right? Uh, my mom. A lot of a lot of Tanya is based on my mom. How how Tanya acts because Tanya is, you know what? If I have to be the bad guy 
to get this done, then that's going to be the case. And that's the, that is the, uh, the burden that uh, black people and black women carry in general. I think that's why it talked to a lot of people. Word, word. And, that, and that's extremely true. Now, uh, if we're talking about today, what this led to, um, one, of, one of the things that immediately happened, I'd say probably within that month, we also, you also uh, introduced the fact that you were basically going to start just distri uh, distribution with Black, Slant, Black Sands Publishing. Yes, 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 yes. How did that come about? So I, uh, my characters are my kids. They are my kids, right? And I, I, I imagine a mother or a father just giving their kids away, right? Hey, yeah, you can have my kid. There you go. Um, the reason why I started Godhead Comics anyway is because man, I've turned down, I, I was turning down Image Comics in 2016. Hmm. When we first, when Mega Woman took over and Mega Woman kind of got this thing, uh, I was turning down a lot of publishers. And for me, it was all about control. It was all about control. I wanted to do what I wanted to do with my characters. I knew they were great. I knew they were good. And I knew I could take them to certain levels because they're good characters and good stories. Um, and Black Sands reached out a while ago, man. And um, as the antagonist was growing, uh, I saw their platform. I saw what they were doing financially. And it just made sense to do a collaborative deal. Um, and so under that deal, uh, Galactic Patrol Delta is going to be our next title. And it's going to be a collaborative effort between Black Sands and Godhood Comics. And I think um, that platform is going to really, really uh, skyrocket Godhood Comics to a place where I think it should be at. So I'm very, very excited about that. Uh, what Black Sands, uh, Manuel, what, it, what he was able to do with Black Sands is incredible. And all indie creators want to be there. And yeah. so with that deal, I'm just a little bit closer. So I'm pretty excited. Yeah, that's excellent, bro. Now, um, not only that, but it's led you to um, led you to basically bolster investment opportunities into your company as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Man, we, things are happening fast. Things are happening so fast. And when I say fast, it's, it's not an exaggeration. Like I said, it's a, it's a three month time, time span. And so we needed, we have a, I have a lot of things in production right now. Um, we also have about four short, we also have about four stories in production right now. They're, um, antagonist shorts. So they're spinoffs of the antagonist. Okay. Is this basically like prequels from when they were Destructors and Ultimate? Uh, it's prequels. It's so one of them is called um, Destructors and Ultimate Year One. So we take you through their entire first year of Superbility. The second one is called Sheila English, uh, and it's the um, the Homeland Security uh, FBI agent who's been tracking the Evils for twenty years. And then we in her story, she's not only tracking them, but she also is taking down other supervillains. Uh, it's the American. One of them is the American, um, and I won't say much about where that takes place and it'll spoil a lot, but it's his, his, his personal journey and um, how he is realizing uh, that uh, the America that he thought was um, the greatest country in the world or was great. Um, he starts to see the underlining issues that me and you see every day. Um, so that is going to be a very important story. Um, and then it's, uh, oh I was trying, you know what? I'm giving you this exclusive because this is the next, this is the, this last one is the next uh, commission that we have coming. Um, it's the third, this is going to be the first spinoff. It's called The League of Destruction. And it is a uh, team of supervillains uh, led by Destructors and Ultimate. Mm. God damn. Now, yeah. is this 
the timeline is that post like is that after the antagonist it's it's uh, all these are uh but other than the american all of these are prequels mm, okay gotcha. the American is after the antagonist but all of these are prequels now, in in terms of the investment opportunities, uh, what what is, essentially are the perks that people are hoping to achieve if they invest in your company? So, I mean, since we since we've announced, that, I've actually done five deals, five deals, and a lot of people have reached out. Um, I said early, I'm, I'm a very intimate person when it comes to my work. Um, the people that have been reaching out, um, it's more it's more than financial. I, I need to see what you can offer Godhood if you can share my vision. And if we can grow this company to where I think it's going to be. So out of like, I want to say 20 submissions, man, I, I, I took my time. I talked to five people, tons of Zoom calls, tons of texting, tons of DMing back and forth. Um, and so some of the perks would be creator creator uh, credits, uh, production, producing, um, uh, you know, you, you submitting, you know, you bringing a comic book idea. Boom, we'll take on the expenses and we'll publish that as part of God of Comics. Um, so the perks... The perks were pretty good as a, you know what, it's, it's now or never type of deal because they're not going to have these opportunities. With where, with where, with where we're headed right now and on the fast track we're headed at, anybody that got on as an investor is going to be, uh, it's going to be a lucrative deal. So I'm, I was excited about that. We're, we're, we're actually closing it tomorrow. I have one more deal to do and then their investment round is over. That's great. That's great. So, so basically for the consumer, it allows them to get, basically get the opportunity to jump into the indie world. Absolutely. Absolutely. You got her comments. Absolutely. And you know what I noticed is uh, there's a lot of creators out there who haven't taken that step. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to take the step. Uh, they don't have the connections. They don't have the know-how. Uh, they have the finances. Yeah. They don't, they, but they, they love comic. A lot of these guys that came on with me love comic books, have dreamed about writing their own, and they see Godhood comments as a way to help them start on their uh, their journey, and they also have access to me. And you know, I get hundreds of DMs a day, brother. And I just don't have the time to. I try my best, which is why you know I always talk about genuine. When we're on Clubhouse, I always talk about authenticity and all that. So I try my best to answer and go through and offer some help. But these investors have immediate access to me as first priority to help them with their projects, any editing, any help writing stuff like that. So that's also a huge perk. That's dope. And, and note that you, you mentioned Clubhouse. So yeah. um, what what we basically, I'd, I'd say that 2020 offered a lot of indie comic book creators was the fact that they had to evolve their social media to the point where not only did you stand up on two feet, whether it was in regards to maybe like Facebook or Instagram, but you had to jump on Twitter. You uh, People are now starting to jump on TikTok as far as indie creators are concerned. But Clubhouse is now meant like a big deal to a lot of people. Um, Even though it's not necessarily like a black platform or anything like that, it's it's a social medium in order for a lot of creators to actually not only just talk with each other, but to uh, for anybody that has the interest of getting into comics on their own, it allows them to listen, take notation of the steps that are possibly made from people who have made the achievements in order to hit those goals. Mm-hmm. Now, now, what do you think? What 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 is your thoughts about the the two the two newest on the scene? Whether it's been TikTok and Clubhouse, how that's basically bolstered a lot of health promotion and marketing for indie comics. Man, we talk about this all the time. Me and the other creators, how 
the pandemic put a lot of people on social media that were not on social media. Exactly. Right? So whether that been because you're at work, you know, you have an account, but you're never on there because you're at work, you're working on these hours or you're older. Uh, um, statistically, a lot of people 65 and older got on Facebook for the first time to connect with their loved ones, right? Because everybody was quarantined. You couldn't see everybody, but hey, grandpa, get on Facebook. We can talk every day, you know? So you saw that. And as you saw millions and millions and millions of more people get on social media, you saw the al algorithm start to switch. The algorithm starts to change. You know what? Social media, Twitter, I mean, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook had to adapt to all of these new users. And it kind of messed up our um, promoting. It, it messed up our promotion. It messed up our comic book groups, right? A lot of the stuff we post, the algorithms, other people can't even see them because of the algorithms, right? And everybody has time and attention. So what TikTok and Clubhouse is doing is giving us another way to communicate with our supporters, our fans, and each other. Um, I'm not on TikTok yet. I, 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 I don't have the galls to get on there yet, man. Shout uh, out to Danny J. Quick and, and, and Lonzo Star. They are killing TikTok right now. Um, but for me, Clubhouse was essential because, like I just said, I just told you, I, I, I get hundreds of DMs, so I can't answer them all. But if you can get in a Clubhouse room with me and we can chat and we can talk, like we're best friends, that that man, these those clubhouse con you've been on a lot of them with me. Those clubhouse conferences, man, they're heaven for me. They're heaven for me. So um, I look forward to really taking full advantage of where clubhouse is going. Yeah, and and, and I've seen the benefits from it because uh, a lot of creators who normally wouldn't have the opportunity to talk to each other, whether it's in one on one settings or anything like that, now everybody's in the same room. And um, you're you're basically like sending out sending out basically a, a signal out to everybody to be like, hey, meet me in here. Let's just all chat about yes. the things that we've done to achieve success. And in this little bit of essence that is happening within this room, there's mm -hmm. also an audience. Yes. And that audience now, I've seen like basically uh, from, from the the couple of uh, uh, clubhouse uh, groups that that me and you have been in. There's been a couple of people that have been in there that have talked about wanting to start their own book, and we've been able to follow them through IG, and now they're starting up their own shit, which is yeah. amazing. Yes. It offers, man, I, I, and since I've been doing these clubhouses, I'm getting more uh, direct emails where people want to know how to start. And so for Godhood, we're about to really set up free classes and one-on-ones through clubhouse clubhouse is uh, over the next three months i am going to spend a lot of time on clubhouse bro uh just connecting uh, again man and, I, and, I, and i'm not trying to toot my own horn or, or or this but i think what godhood does that a lot of a lot of other indie publishers or indie uh, creators don't do is really connect with its supporters it's a genuine brand right i i spare no expense with artwork i spare no expense with my storytelling yeah. it, it, we really, I really care about as a comic book fan and lover. I know what I want, and I really care about the people who like our posts, who follow us, who buy our comics. So I think that's what separates us from a lot of other than the uh, studios and creators. Now, in in that sense, basically, uh, after the antagonist came out, uh, what are the the next upcoming kickstarters that you guys are working on, uh, working on, or is any any basically like new pro uh, projects that are going to like hit the fold in, in this year? Okay. All right. All right. So we've got, uh, 
Galactic Control Delta. Um, that's we're not gonna do a Kickstarter for that one. That's uh, you know we've talked about that. Um, we've got the four uh, the four uh, uh, spinoffs, right? Yep. Uh, shorts. There are just eight pages a piece. So they're shorts and they're PDF only. So it's gonna be that's that's not expensive. That's gonna be fun. Um, but I'll tell you this: um, I am working on a horror comic. Okay. Will take place in uh, Godhood Comics uh, Blackout imprint, um, and that's going to be our next major Kickstarter. Mm. It's called Can We Keep Them? Gotcha. Yeah. Now, 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 what type of horror are we talking? Uh, it's it's about a boy in uh, it's about a boy in the Bronx, a mm-hmm. twelve year old boy, black boy in the Bronx, and he accidentally. Uh, through a Ouija board, uh, opens a portal to hell. Um, you get a lot of demons that come out, uh, horrible stuff, horrible, horrible, ex- uh, horrible stuff. And um, one of the things that comes out tracking the demons that escaped hell is a large black hellhound, a beast. Um, and he and this boy actually form a bond. Uh, he becomes the. He becomes the. Uh, the protector of the hellhound, the hellhound becomes protector of him, and you've got about 300 demons that have escaped hell, and so him and the hellhound have to, 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 uh, to get that, get, you know, close that portal, get these guys back in. You see a lot of deaths, a lot of contortion, a lot of, a lot of dark images, um, but it's also going to be a book about hope and uh, fighting, fighting the darkness. Um, and during the day, the, the hellhound, at night, the hellhound is this 800-pound beast. I mean, ferocious um and then during the day uh, me, me and you would see him as a little black puppy so it's uh, it's, it's uh that's gonna I, I got some images already from it so that's gonna be exciting damn man. yeah that's no one knows that bro okay <laughs> i'm glad to get the exclusive man i'm looking forward to that one. all right so um tyler how how do how can people get in touch with you how can people basically uh if they want to get to know godhood comics and have not been able to see your work, how can they get in touch? Man, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter at GodhoodComics.com uh, or at Godhood Comics. Uh, you can go to GodhoodComics.com to find out more about us and purchase some of our stuff. You can get a little personal and you can follow me at Tyler the Animator on Instagram, Tyler Forrest Martin on Facebook, or Ty the Animator on Twitter. Dope, dope. And, and, and another shout out to your partner, Felipe Dunbar. Oh my God, Felipe, 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 Felipe. And just real quick, Felipe was critical in helping me uh, create the antagonist. He's the antagonist co-creator. Um, every step of the way when I'm creating these characters, when I am creating a story, Felipe's there. And he's, I'm sending things to him and, just, and he's sending feedback back. So this world that, that, that we kind of shaped, uh, he was a critical part of it. And he's actually one of the writers of all by himself, he's one of the writers. His first, his first writing uh, gig. Um, he's one of the writers for one of our show, our spinoffs. So we're excited. That's excellent, man. Well, bro, I appreciate you doing this. This has been excellent. Tell Felipe I said what's happening. Thanks. And Facts Project, we are out. Appreciate. It.